Welcome back to the Speak My Peace podcast. I am your host once again, Reese Trotman, coming at you with another week, another episode of the Speak My Peace podcast. And let's jump right into it. I hope all is well. I hope everybody is nice and safe and healthy, especially during these COVID times that we live in. And I just hope that everybody's doing well. Now to the news everybody is talking about. Tiger Woods. The man got into a very serious car crash yesterday. Um, It was reported that the car rolled over and um, it was a a very big wreck in Los Angeles on Tuesday. Woods, he seems to be doing okay. They said that there was significant damage um, to his lower right leg, and it's reported that um, he may have shattered his ankle uh, in this car crash. Um, However, the doctors believe that none of his injuries are life-threatening, and um, he's expected to make a full recovery in due time. Now, first off, obviously, I want to say thank God that this did not end worse and that all parties involved seem to be okay. Obviously, yes, there are injuries, um, but I'm just glad this did not end worse than it could have. Um, Because the initial reports were that um, he had some life-threatening injuries and uh, he was being rushed to the hospital because... um, it just it didn't look good. Um, they said after, uh, according to uh, an ESPN article, it says after crossing the two su- southbound lanes, the SUV hit a curb and a tree before settle- settling several hundred feet from the road. His vehicle narrowly missed hitting a utility pole, um, and also the the car rolled several times during that accident. But again, Tiger Woods. I hope you make a speedy recovery. Glad that you are out of uh, life-threatening danger. And I hope all is well with your leg and ankle. Now, Tiger Woods did himself. Well, his team put out a um, an official thank you letter on his Twitter page. I'm going to read that for you. It reads, we thank everyone f- for the overwhelming support and messages during this tough time. As previously communicated, Tiger was involved in a single car crash accident earlier this morning in California. He has undergone a long surgical procedure on his right lower leg and ankle after being brought to the hospital. Mr. Woods suffered significant orthopedic injuries to his right lower extremity that was treated during the emergency surgery by orthopedic trauma specialist at Harbor UCLA Medical Center, a level one trauma center. And yeah, that's about it. Oh, so there is more. He is currently awake, responsive and recovering in his hospital room. Thank you to the wonderful doctors and hospital staff at Harvard UCLA Medical Center, the Los Angeles County Sheriff's Department, and the Fire Department. Your support and assistance has been outstanding. There are no further updates at this time, and we continue to thank you for your well wishes and privacy for him and his family. 
Now, that was the official statement from the Tiger Woods camp on their Twitter account. But again, I'm just glad Tiger is out of uh, out of the life threatening danger. Uh, you know, you never want to hear that with anybody in life. But um, I'm glad that, you know. He's at least, you know, his vitals are good and he's responsive. You know, love to hear that. Glad this didn't go any any worse than it could have. And also, we wish a speedy recovery. Thoughts and prayers out to Tiger Woods and his friends and family. Now, let's move on to some more news. In the National Basketball Association, the NBA, we love to hear it. March 7th, the NBA 2021 All-Star Game will be played. It's going to be on TNT. And you know what? I'm not too angry at this list this year. Now, yes, every year we can talk about snubs. We can talk about people who should have made it, people who should have got more honorable mention. We could talk about the starters, but you know what? I'm not too angry at this list. Now, I want to start with the starters. Um, We'll start in the West. So for the starters, we got Steph Curry at the one, Luka at the two, um, I'm assuming Kawhi at the three, LeBron at the four, and to round it all off, Jokic at the five. This is, yes, like, I fully agree. Some people are saying that Dame uh, should start over Steph Curry. I disagree, Um, even though Dame is putting up absolutely amazing numbers and MVP-type numbers um, with the Portland Trailblazers. I still believe Steph Curry should be the starter. I don't have a problem with this lineup at all. I think this is the best available lineup uh, for sure. Um, And, again, I think Braun picked a great team, um, for that now moving on to the eastern conference we have Kyrie Irving at the one Bradley Beal at the two uh Kevin Durant at the three I love that uh Giannis at the four and Joel Embiid at the five again you can't really argue that um I I heard some people talking about how oh why is Kyrie starting but it's like what point guard has really been better in the Eastern Conference than Kyrie Irving um like it's is not it's really not um a question in my opinion I believe that the the Eastern Conference and Western Conference it was it was clear like it was clear um that you know, these are the top top 10 guys in the league right now in terms of, you know, who should be starting for the All-Star team. Um, for Kyrie, this is his seventh All-Star appearance. Joel Embiid, fourth. Um, Kevin Durant's making his 11th. Bradley Beal's third. And Giannis, his fifth. Um, on the west side, um, Steph Curry is making his seventh All-Star game appearance. Um Luka, his second, LeBron, 17th, and Jokic, his third, and Kawhi, his fifth. Um, and again, I'm not mad at this. I really, I can't be mad at it. Um, I truly believe this was the best available um, players, really, 
for the all-star game like i i just don't think anybody can really argue with the both of these lineups now let's get into this is the interesting part this is the interesting part right here let's get into the reserves this is where all the headlines usually come in we'll start in the west again anthony davis is a reserve paul george rudy gobert damian lillard donovan mitchell chris paul and Zion Williamson, those are the all-star reserves for the Western Conference. Now, if we're going down the list, Anthony Davis, Paul George, no problem. Rudy Gobert, I guess, no problem. Damian Lillard, absolutely. Um, If he wasn't a reserve, then I would have lost my mind. Um, Donovan Mitchell, absolutely should be a reserve. Um, Chris Paul. Mm. He's been balling, yes, but I just don't know. I just don't know if he should have made this team. But I'm going to get into uh, why a little bit later in the show. And Zion Williamson absolutely should have made it. Um, I think also you could have made a case for Brandon Ingram on the same team, but I think Zion got that. Um, Moving on to the Eastern Conference Reserves. Jalen Brown, James Harden, Zach Levine, Julius Randle, Ben Simmons, Jason Tatum, and Nikola Vucevic. Now, again, the casual basketball fan is probably going to say Nikola Vucevic, but he's been balling out. Like, let's not disrespect. The man has been balling out, um, and he's been playing well. Uh, Jason Tatum. I think that's clear. I don't think anybody can argue that he should not be an all-star. Same thing with Ben Simmons. I've heard a little bit of uh, controversy over Ben Simmons, but I'm sorry. Ben Simmons is absolutely an all-star. Julius Randle and Zach Levine both absolutely 100% are all-stars and should be on this reserve roster because they have been balling out. They have been playing exceptional basketball and um, they've stepped up their game tremendously for their respective teams. Obviously, James Harden, it's not even an argument. And Jalen Brown, he's been playing exceptionally well as well. I can't lie, he should have made the all-star team last year, in my opinion. But again, um, there's not much to argue about. I'm going to get into the snubs. But in my opinion, I don't think there's really much to argue about. Now, let's talk about it, though. Jalen Brown, he's making his first all-star selection. Again, it bothers me that that's his first. I believe he should have made it last year, but that's just me. James Harden's going to make his ninth all-star appearance. Um, Zach Levine, his first as well. Uh, Julius Randle's first as well. Um, So we got a a couple guys that are making their first appearances um, here in this reserve team for the East. Uh, Ben Simmons, he's going to make his third appearance. Jason Tatum, his second. And... Vucevic, his second as well. Now, as we go to the West side again, Anthony Davis making his eighth appearance. Paul George, seventh. Rudy Gobert, second. Damian Lillard, sixth. But he's been snubbed at least three times in his career, Um, in my opinion. Donovan Mitchell, his second appearance. Chris Paul, his 11th. And Zion Williamson making his first appearance in an all-star game. He will be starting soon. He will be making his first start soon. Um, Just you wait. Um, 
So, yeah, that is the the Eastern Conference and Western Conference 2021 All-Star Game rosters. Now, I want to get into snubs. I love talking about it. I really do. Um, Snubs are... They're fun. They are fun to talk about. But more importantly, I just like, you know, letting people, you know, just have a tidbit of information for those who, you know, are the casual basketball, you know, fans, you know, who don't really pay attention to um, really the 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 everyday players of, you know, basketball that people you know, don't really talk about too much or, you know, they don't get many nationally televised games. So it's like, are you really watching? Um, are you really paying attention? Um, stuff like that. Um, but let's start with snubs. So first snub off rip Devin Booker, Devin Booker, um, LeBron James made a tweet and he said, Devin Booker is the most disrespected player in our league. And he said second was Dame Dalla. That's absolutely 100% true. There's no one more disrespected in this life, in my opinion, in terms of the life of basketball, than Devin Booker. The man puts up beautiful numbers every single year. He goes out there and busts his butt and does his his job and is out there putting up tremendous numbers, and he just goes unnoticed because, again, he plays in a small market team in the Suns. They don't get many nationally televised games. And, again, the casual fan is not really looking about, you know, what Devin Booker did against, you know, the Raptors. You know what I mean? So extremely disrespected. The man is an all-star, in my opinion. He should be, and I think he should have took Chris Paul's spot. Um, Now, the man is averaging 24.7 points a game. He's averaging four assists. He's shooting 50% from the field and 38% from the three-point line. Um, He's playing absolutely tremendous basketball. His improvement in playmaking, his improvement in shot selection, shot making, um, he's just... Balling. Like he he's doing his thing and yet nobody wants to talk about it. He's one of the guys that I absolutely think got snubbed and I think needs to be um needs to be in the all-star game. I really truly believe that. Now Anthony Davis is injured, so I'm I'm I wonder who's gonna take his spot because I'm assuming Anthony Davis is not going to be playing in an all-star game. Um Especially since he's still supposed to not be evaluated for like two or three more weeks. So I'm assuming Anthony Davis is out of the question. All I got to say is Devin Booker got snubbed. Absolutely Devin Booker got snubbed. I 100% believe that the man has been balling out. He's been playing beautiful basketball and he deserves to be an all-star. Now, the rest of these arguments, again, I'm going to make them. But if someone disagrees with me. I'm not going to be entirely like, oh, you're crazy. Like Devin Booker is the only one that I'm kind of 10 toes on. Like, nah, he deserves to be an all star this year. Now, another person that people are saying people are saying that got snubbed from this year's all star team was Michael Conley. I just me personally, I just don't think there's room for the guy. But again, he has been playing well. He's averaging 16 on 44 percent shooting. Um, He's averaging five assists. You know, he's doing a tremendous job. Um, this year with the Utah Jazz. I think he's improved a lot, especially from his play from last year. Last year, it was kind of bad. Um, Very inconsistent play as well. 
But again, who are you going to take out? You're not going to take out uh, Steph. You're not going to take out Dame. Um, like who Donovan Mitchell, like who, what, what guards are, are the backcourt? I should say, are you going to take out? Uh, I don't think you take out Luca either. You're definitely not taking out, um, any of the guys there that, you know, should be on the roster. Like, I just don't know where he fits. I don't. I really don't. Because, again, like I said, you're not going to take out Chris Paul, Donovan Mitchell, or Damian Lillard for Mike Conley. And you're definitely not taking out Steph Curry because he's a starter. But, like, so where does he fit on this? That's why I'm not necessarily 100% on board with the whole idea that Mike Conley should be an all-star. I believe that, yes, while he has been balling out this season, deserves a little bit more recognition than he's getting, especially from the improvements from last year. Uh, with the team, I still believe that, you know, it's like if you in order for a guy to be there, you, you have to take out a guy. And I just don't think you can take out uh, Donovan Mitchell, Mike Conley, or excuse me, Donovan Mitchell, uh, Steph Curry, or Damian Lillard in that entire uh, roster or even Luca. Like you, you just can't you can't you can't take them out. Um Another, you know, two players that people are saying got snubbed, they're on the same team, so I'm going to take them together, is Bam Adebayo and Jimmy Butler. Now, I would say absolutely. First of all, Bam Adebayo is playing some of the best basketball of his career right now. Uh, Bam Adebayo is doing tremendous work. Um, Tremendous work. And he's not getting enough recognition either for what he's doing. And I truly, truly think that um, he should have been in more talks of the All-Star team, but he just didn't play enough games, in my opinion. Um, he was injured a little too much. Now, he's averaging 19, 9, and 5 on 57% shooting. Like, he's doing pretty good. Like, again, the numbers Bam Adebayo's putting up is is beautiful numbers, in my opinion, and I think he deserves a lot more credit than what he's getting down there in South Beach. But I will say, like I said, he's been in and out the lineup too much. I just don't think he played enough games in order to be considered. Um, and um, just look at where the Heat are. The Heat are not doing well. They're, um, you know, they're Obviously, we don't consider the Heat a bottom feeder team, but right now they're playing as such. And that also has to do with injuries. That also has to do with the fact that they haven't been healthy fully. So I, while I understand that, you know, you have to just take into consideration the fact that, you know, he's just, they, Bam hasn't played enough games, you know. Um, and again, same thing goes with Jimmy Butler. He's played 19 games this season. Now, with those 19 games, he's averaging 19.7 boards and 7 assists on 43% shooting. But again, 19 games, in my opinion, is just not enough for you to be considered in the all-star game discussion. I think you just need a bigger body of work in terms of games played in order to be considered like that, I feel like for that my whole Miami Heat team, I feel like they'd, they'd, they'd be a lot better if they just played more games together and they were healthy. Now, there's nothing you can do about the injury bug and you shouldn't necessarily plague them for it. But at the same time, you got to realize, like I said, 
these guys, they're not really healthy all the time. They're not, you know, they're in and out the lineup. One day they're here, one day they're not. You know, they've missed us. I know Jimmy Butler has missed a substantial amount of games. Bam Adebayo has missed some games here and there. And I think that's ultimately why, you know, people have looked at them and been like, eh, I don't think they're an all-star this year. But, you know, I guess you can say that Bam Adebayo was snubbed more than Jimmy Butler. Again, Jimmy Butler, he's he's missed a lot of games this year. Uh, he missed the first 12 of 18 games. He's only played in 19, but Bam Adebayo, again, he's averaging 19, 9, and 5. That's great numbers. Um, and he's, you know, right, he's, he's top five in steals and blocks per game. So he's doing well. Uh, um, but, yeah, I guess. I guess they're they're snubs more more so Bam Adebayo's a snub than Jimmy Butler. Um, if if someone told me right now you can replace Bam Adebayo with Vucevic, I'm not mad at it. I understand why Vucevic is considered an All Star because of his play has been tremendous. But if someone told me that, wouldn't be mad at. Um, but moving on, another snub people are saying this year is Chris Middleton. Now. Chris Middleton is playing well. <laughs> he's playing well. On right now, he's on track to have a 50-40-90 season. Um, he's shooting the ball tremendously. Um, my only thing is, is like, if you look at that front court, who is not like, I just don't see who he's taking the place of. Um, he should not be taking the place of Jalen Brown. He should not be taking the place of Ben Simmons, Julius Randle, or Jason Tatum. So I look at the front court and I'm just like, I don't know. Like, where, who who does he take the place for? Um, you know, while I do believe Chris Middleton, yes. Did he get snubbed? I just, I don't know. I'm afraid to say yes only because, again... I look at his numbers. He's averaging 26 and 5. And again, he's, he's you know, flirting with a 50-40-90 season. Um, right now, he's shooting 49% from the field, uh, 43% from the um, three-point line, and 89% from the free throw line. But um, I just don't know if he's, again, like I said, 26 and five, those are great numbers. I love those numbers. Um, and he's certainly a bucket. Like I said, if you're flirting with a 50, 40, 90 season, you know, you definitely are elite, but I just look at him and I'm like, who are you really taking the place of? Um, I've had people argue that he should take the place of Jason Tatum. I think that's utterly ridiculous. Um, I've also heard people say that he should take the place of Ben Simmons because people love bringing up the fact that Ben Simmons is basically averaging the same numbers that he did his rookie year, and we shouldn't reward him for regressing. (sighs) While that is a very good and compelling argument, I'm still putting Ben Simmons in the all-star game. The man is averaging 15, 8, and 7 on 56% shooting. Now I get it. Most of those are layups. But what he's doing for that team, his efficiency rate, I'm sorry, Ben Simmons is just, he's an all-star. Chris Middleton isn't, and I just, I don't know. I don't see why. Um, I, I don't, or not even that I don't see why. I don't see um, 
the logic behind having Chris Middleton replace Ben Simmons in that front court for the East. But moving on, um, Sabonis. Now, the, these are kind of reaches. Sabonis, yes, he's balling out, but who, who is he going to take the place of? Julius Randle? Like, no. Julius Randle has improved in every aspect of his game. Ball handling, playmaking. Um, the man is, he's like, I, Julius Randle, just, he's just flat out right now playing better basketball than Sabonis. That's why I believe Sabonis should be in the all I mean Sabonis should not be in the All-Star game. I don't think he was a snub. I've seen this list of snubs and I this is the one I just flat out disagree with. Like all the others you could either make an argument for or it's like ah they didn't play enough games or it's like ah he should be he's putting up All-Star numbers but who does he replace? And then when you get into that conversation you're like uh well maybe he isn't an All-Star. But nah, Sabonis is not an All-Star. Um he's playing very well. But at the same time, who is he replacing? He's not. He definitely should not be replacing Ben Simmons. He definitely should not be replacing Julius Randle. I mean, yes, I get it. The man's putting up great numbers. Like I said, he's shooting 52%. He's averaging 21, 11, and 5. That's great numbers. Fantastic numbers. Um, his efficiency rating is very good. Um And he's shooting a high percentage from the free throw line. Again, did Sabonis is playing very, very well, but I'm not going to sit up here and have him replace Julius Randle. Julius Randle is playing better than he is, and so is Ben Simmons. Julius Randle is averaging 23, 10, and 5. The numbers may be similar. Uh, He's shooting a little bit worse than Sabonis, but Julius Randle is doing more for his basketball team. Um, Julius Randle is like low-key becoming a point forward. Uh, for the New York Knicks. If you watched enough games, you know what I mean. Sabonis, you're playing tremendous basketball, and I know for argument's sake, oh, Sabonis has the better numbers, but Julius Randle's doing more for his team, and the improvements that Julius Randle has made is why I think he's an all-star over Sabonis. Um, But again, yes, everybody's going to say, check the stats, he's averaging 20, 10, and 5. But it's like, so is Julius Randle. So let's relax on that. Um, And then for the final snub that at least I see on this list is DeMar DeRozan. Now, again, DeMar DeRozan. He's averaging 19, 5, and 6. He's playing pretty well. He's doing his thing. But who is he taking the place of? Like, Honestly, like, let's be honest again, whether you put him at the front court or the back court, who is he taking a place of? Shouldn't be Paul George, shouldn't be Dame uh, Donovan Mitchell or Chris Paul. Like all those guys are playing better basketball than him. So it's like, who is he really taking the place of on that reserve list? That's why I'm sitting up here like, nah, bro, I'm sorry. DeMar DeRozan playing great basketball. I like the way he's playing. Very productive. Again, efficiency rate. Shooting pretty well for his standards. But no, he's not an all-star. And it's just like, again, it's it's one of those conversations. Okay, he's an all-star until you got to replace him with somebody. And then that's where the argument comes in. And it's like, no, you cannot replace Donovan Mitchell for... 
DeMar DeRozan. You just can't. DeMar DeRozan has not been on the same level as Donovan Mitchell has this season, and it shows. And that's why I certainly won't do that. I definitely feel like while DeMar DeRozan is playing great, again, you're not going to just replace him for Donovan Mitchell, Paul George, no, Damian Lillard. Like, none of those guys should have to give up their spot for DeMar DeRozan. You know, again, like I said, 19-5-6 and six is pretty good numbers. But come on, bro. Come on. Let's not, let's not sit up here and act like he's doing better than any of the guys I listed on that all-star reserve roster. But, yeah, man, that's pretty much my thoughts on the whole all-star team for the East and Western Conference. I think it's going to be a good all-star game. Um, I know LeBron, he, he was a little pissed off that they even having one. And I understand it. Like, they, they definitely should um, be... Uh, uh, they should have been the NBA should have been a little bit more understanding of the fact that with the shortened year, the bubble situation, I, I think, you know, they didn't need to have an all star. Plus, oh, yeah, I forgot. We're also in a pandemic like hello, NBA. But, you know, cash rules everything around. So, you know, where the money is is where people go. Um, and also, oh, I almost forgot, you know, side note, just to throw in people were saying people were kind of a little shocked that Trey Young was an all star. It's more about team success. Trey Young's team is terrible. They're 13 and eight. Excuse me, 13 and 18. Um, even though Trey Young, yes, he's averaging 27 points a game, four boards and nine assists. Their team, his team sucks. Like, let's just be honest. Um, his team isn't really that good. And, you know, eventually you can put up all these numbers. But if your team isn't getting better then you're not really going to be considered a respectable all-star your team has to be doing well in order for you to really be in that conversation consistently and for Trey Young he's just been he's been balling out but literally just him like his team has sucked but he has been balling out um you know pretty much the entire season. Like I said, when you're averaging 27, 4, and 9, people are like, oh, my God, you should be an all-star. But it's like, again, you look at your team, and it's like, oh, okay, you're the only one that's actually chewing on that team. Everybody else is just mediocre or just trash. Like, So I get why Trey Young's not an all-star. But we're coming up on the 30-minute break here. We're going to take a quick, quick break just so we can get some messages in. And we shall return on the Speak My Peace podcast. Stay tuned. 90.7 WXIM. Okay, boomer. For the best local pizza, look no further than Big Tony's Pizzeria at 525 Eaton Street, Providence, featuring daily specials and free delivery until 4 a.m. Get a whole pie or just a slice at the home of the gangster rap. So call in at 401-490-0000 for a slice of the local favorite, Big Tony's. Often imitated, never duplicated. With COVID cases rising, now more than ever, it's important to adhere to the three W's. Wash your hands, wear your mask, and watch your distance. Stay safe out there. 
brought to you by 90.7 WXIN. Just because we're off campus doesn't mean we're offline. 90.7 WXIN, bringing you your favorite hit from Six Feet Away. All right, everybody, welcome back to the Speak My Peace podcast. I am your host, Reese Trotman, coming back at you with another episode on another blessed week. I hope everybody is enjoying their time here. I hope you're enjoying the program we got for you today. And uh, let's continue talking hoops, man. Um, So we just talked about the All-Star game. We talked about the roster. I broke down, gave down my thoughts about Everything from the um, who got snubbed to how I felt about the roster in general, the starters. I don't again this year's all star all star teams. I really didn't have a problem with them. I thought you know the the league, the voting, everybody involved did their thing. I thought it was a pretty good um, you know, voting this year. Yes, there were some snubs. I think the biggest snub is Devin Booker, and I don't think it's close. I, like I said before the break, I, I've heard some some rumors about Trey Young and stuff like that. But again, if the team success does not also follow with your success as an individual, I think you also lose some points there. And I think that's why Trey Young ultimately was not an all star because, like I said, the man's balling out. He had, like I said, he's averaging twenty seven four and nine, but. His team sucks. Like, he's not, his team is not winning. So, you know, people look at that and say, oh, yeah, you're balling out, but just you. Like, it's a one man show, you know, and that's kind of what it is in Atlanta. You know, yes, Cam Reddish is playing well. You know, I'm not, I'm not, you know, finna sit up here and act like the entire team sucks, but, you know, overall success does play a factor in, um, in the all star voting and team success for sure. But, I just, like I said, you know, the biggest for me is Devin Booker. I think he should honestly take Chris Paul's spot. Other than that, I'm not too crazy about any other any other snubs that I've heard. You know, you can make an argument for some, but like I said, it always you get to that awkward point where you got to choose someone to replace that snub with. And again, um... You know, when you're talking about the reserves list, it's a pretty solid list and it's a hard argument to especially with the backcourt. It's hard uh, to make a case to as to why, you know, a player should or should not be on the list. But, yeah, that's the all star game. Um, my thoughts on that. We talked about that before the break. I want to move on. We're just going to run through the NBA schedule for tonight. We've got some big games coming up here on ESPN and also just around the league in general. So let's start with the first game of the night. We have the Warriors and Pacers at 730 on ESPN. Again, we got Sabonis averaging 21, 11 and 5 right now. Um, doing his thing, balling out. People believe he was an all-star snub. I understand it. I get where you're coming from. But at the same time, again, like I said, you got to talk about who do you replace. And I'm not going to replace Ben Simmons or Julius Randle for Sabonis. But yeah, Warriors and Pacers. Um, I got the Warriors in this one. Um, 
Steph over here averaging 35 and 6, doing his thing. I think the Warriors will just be a little bit too much for the Pacers. And I believe the Warriors will improve to 18 and 15. And the Pacers will fall to 15 and 15. Um, next, we got the Celtics and Hawks at 7.30 p.m. Uh, Eastern time as well. We got Jason Tatum um, averaging 26, 7, and 4. Also, Jalen Brown balling out on that team. Trey Young um, for the Hawks. And Cam Reddish and John Collins. Um, I got the Celtics. I think the Celtics smacked the Hawks. I'm not going to lie. I don't think that game's going to be close. Now, moving on to... The other 7.30 game, Rockets versus the Cavs. Um, I got the Rockets uh, in that one, even though the Cavs, they're playing pretty good basketball. Um, I like the way, you know, Darius Garland and, and Colin Sexton's playing, but I'm going to take the Rockets. I think the Rockets just have a little bit too much firepower um, for the Cavs. Raptors and Heat. I got the Heat in this game. Um, the Raptors, their basketball is very inconsistent. Uh the Heat haven't been playing well either, but that's also due to injuries and Tyler Hero's taking a lot more shots than I believe he should be. But yeah, Raptors and Heat, I got the Heat um, taking that game. Also at 8 p.m. Eastern, we got the Timberwolves versus the Bulls. I think the Bulls take that game. The Bulls have been playing actually really well basketball for their standards. And uh, Zach Levine's been balling out, averaging 28, um, 5 and 5. Um, so, yeah, I'm going to take the Bulls over the Timberwolves. Um, moving on to the Pistons and Pelicans. I'm going to take the Pelicans in that one. I love the way Jeremy Grant is playing. Um, even though Christian Wood is the favorite for most improved, I believe Jeremy Grant should be the most improved player in the league. The man is balling out. He's taking his skills to a whole nother level. You know, he came in as a raw defensive talent who kind of was developing a shot, but he's looking like a point guard that with a handle and he's looking like, you know, a guy that can actually has a respectable jumper. Um, he's also averaging 23, five and three, which is, you know, big numbers for him. Um, but anyway, I'm still taking the Pelicans in that one. Zion and the boys going to get it done. Um, Spurs and Thunder. I'm going to take the Spurs. The Spurs have actually been playing pretty good basketball of late. Um, I love the way DeMar DeRose is playing. I love the way Shy Gilgis Alexander has been playing for the Thunder, but that's about it for the Thunder. I don't really, you know, no one else is really playing that well. Um, Hornets and Suns. I got the Suns. The Suns are playing great basketball, beautiful basketball, actually, to watch. Uh, Chris Paul, you could just tell his fingers are all over this team. His his palms, everything. It, he's touching this basketball team in a way that I never thought would happen. Chris Paul, that man is a coach on the basketball court, um, and he's making everybody around him better. Um, but I got the Suns taking uh, that dub versus the Hornets. And then to round out the night, Lakers and Jazz should be a good one. I'm going to take the Lakers in this one, even though I would not be surprised if the Jazz win. The Jazz are 25-6. and six. A lot of people probably don't even know that. Um, but, yeah, I'm going to take the Lakers. I think LeBron has a beautiful night tonight, maybe even a triple-double. We'll see. But um, I think the Lakers step it up, and I think they get a dub in that one. And, ladies and gentlemen, that is your Wednesday night schedule for basketball um 
So, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully I'm, you know, 100% from the field. I probably won't be, but hopefully I get all my predictions correct. Now we're going to shift gears a little bit. We're going to talk a little NFL. Let's talk some quarterbacks. I feel like we talk a lot of um, different positions, but um, let's talk a little quarterback talk here. Now, in terms of the Patriots, right, the Cam Newton experiment didn't work. Didn't work for a lot of reasons. Uh, I feel like Cam's getting a lot of flack for his play, but I don't think we're also talking enough about how the the Patriots had one of the worst receiving, if not the the worst receiving core in the league. They were last in receptions, first in drops, and they were last in just overall play, like literally getting separation, literally running routes, like they were last in all those categories. So it's like, how much can you blame Newton? You know, eventually you got to force footballs in there. Um, the defense didn't play as well as they should have as well. Again, Newton played bad. I'm, you know, I'm not here to make all the excuses in the world for Newton, but I just, I, I don't know, man. I think he's just getting a little too much, too much, uh, you know, I, I, don't, I don't even know if the word's hate. It's just, I don't know. He's getting too much blame. That's the word I'm looking for. He's getting too much blame for something that I don't believe was entirely his fault. But we're not just going to talk Cam Newton. Um, Cam Newton, while I believe he should be a starter in this league, I think he's he's top 32. I don't know where exactly I rank him in the top 32. I believe that there are some places where he absolutely could go and get a starting job um, right now. Having said all that, um, we'll see. Now, in terms of other QBs like Jimmy Garoppolo, uh, Carson Wentz, um, Matthew Stafford, I'm wondering with their new situations, how they play. Like, I'm really intrigued to see if Carson Wentz is going to come out with a vengeance and kind of be like, okay. Basically, the whole league, you know, wrote me off and said, you know what? You're not even good anymore. You're washed up. It's over for you. You you know, you suck now. And I think Carson Wentz is going to come out and be like, you know what? I'm going to show you all what, what I can do. Now, having said all that, I will say Carson Wentz, man, this guy, he wanted more weapons. I don't know if he's necessarily getting that in um, Indianapolis. Like, if if we go through the receiving core for Indianapolis, like, I, I, I don't think we're going to be, you know, wowed by any of the talent there. Like, 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 let's really look at Indianapolis as a whole. Now, yes, off rip. We know T. Wilden. Yes, we don't even have to talk about that. Um, we know what T.Y. Hilton brings to the game. Um, he's kind of slowed down these last couple years. I'm not going to lie. He's not He's not the same guy that he always was. Um, but, you know, he's doing his thing. Now, Zach Paschal. I just, he's good. He's not great. You know, he's, he's average. You know, he's a pretty good receiver, I guess. Um, Michael Pittman Jr., he had a pretty 
pretty good rookie season. I'm not going to lie. His, his rookie season was actually outstanding. Like, he was one of the top rookie receivers, in my opinion. Um, I think the only players that had a better season than him were really CeeDee Lamb, Justin Jefferson, and uh, I guess you can go Henry Ruggs. But Michael Pittman Jr. had an outstanding rookie season. He he might be a player. Like, he might be a dog for them. Um, again, with the right QB and, of course, the right situation. Seems like he's in the right situation. He had the right QB at least this year. Uh, you know, Philip Rivers didn't have a problem getting him the ball. So, again, Michael Pittman, outstanding young wide receiver, young wide receiver. Um, but after that, I just don't know about the rest of these guys. Like, how many people really know about DeMichael Harris, you know, Courtney Davidson, excuse me, Courtney Davis, um, Ashton Dullin, and J.J. Nelson? Like, how many guys really know about? And Paris Campbell. You know, Paris Campbell, like, this receiving core is nothing crazy. And then at tight end, they have Jack Doyle. You know, Jack Doyle, he's serviceable. You know, like, he's serviceable, but he's nothing crazy. Like, I look at this roster and I think, okay. Now, yes, they have Car- uh, Carson Wentz. They have Jonathan Taylor, who's been great for them. Um, I don't know if Marlon Mack is going to get his his job back. I'm not going to lie. I really think the, the Colts might look to move on from him, especially after, you know, we'll see how he is coming back from an ACL tear. But... I look at this roster and I think, okay, Carson Wentz won an upgrade. Now, yes, it is an upgrade, obviously, because the Colts made the playoffs last year. So this is technically a playoff roster. So, yes, it is an upgrade in technicalities from the Philadelphia Eagles. But I look at this and I say, like, I don't know, man. Like, I I just don't know what you expect Carson Wentz because people are saying, oh, when Carson Wentz has weapons, he's dangerous. But again, if your weapons are T.Y. Hilton and Michael Pittman Jr., and we don't even know if Michael Pittman Jr. is going to be the same wide receiver that he was from last year, he could have a sophomore slump. I hope that doesn't happen, but it could very much so happen. And again, T.Y. Hilton, he's got to stay healthy. He's also older. You know what I'm saying? He's not washed, but he's definitely slowed down a little bit. Um... And like I said, his injuries are always a question. Again, tight end, your tight end's Jack Doyle. It's not Zach Ertz. You know what I mean? Like, there's, there's just differences here. Um, your running back position seems to be strong. Um, you got Naheem Hines. You got Jonathan Taylor. You may have Marlon Mack. Um, that's definitely fine. That's great. But, again, the receiving core, Carson Wentz, his, his pet peeve was he didn't have weapons in Philadelphia and it's definitely a roster upgrade but I just don't know how by how much and again one of the biggest problems with Philly was they couldn't protect Carson Wentz and Carson Wentz was getting beat up and he had to scramble and you know he had to rush his decisions and that's why he threw a lot more picks but looking at the Colts O-line, it's not that much better. So it's like, on the one hand, yes, it's a new team, fresh start. You never know. And it is, yes, technically it is an upgrade. But it's like, how much of an upgrade is it? Is it like, like, I don't know. Because obviously, yes, I'm not trying to sit up here and say the Colts and the the Eagles are the same team. I'm not doing that at all. Because, again, one made the playoffs. One has more talent for sure. But at the same time, it's like it seems like the same fundamental issues. It's like it's an average roster. The Eagles was a below average roster. So it's like really how much of this was an upgrade? Um, And again, the Eagles offensive line, pretty bad. 
Colts offensive line, pretty average. Like, it's nothing crazy. And maybe that's all Carson Wentz needs in order to be successful. But I just don't know how successful they will be with him there. Now, let's move on to the L.A. Rams. And let's talk about... Matthew Stafford, good old Matthew Stafford. People love to talk about how underrated he is. I'm not a huge fan of Matthew Stafford. Now, yes, I recognize his talent. He's absolutely a genius on uh, the the football field in terms of, you know, throwing arm, arm talent, stuff like that. He's, you know, he's great at all that. But again, I've never been too sold on Matthew Stafford. But let's see what he does with a much improved roster and a fantastic defense. Now, he went from he went from a, a, a bad team to an extremely great upgrade. Um, first of all, let's just look at the roster. Yes, Matthew Stafford, quarterback, QB one. Cam Akers at your running back, solid running back. Malcolm Brown is your backup, solid, just solid players. Then you got Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, um, Josh Reynolds and Van Jefferson as your receiving core, and then Tyler Higby at your tight end position. That's not bad. Like, Matthew Stafford has played with a lot worse. I'm not going to lie. Like, over the years, Matthew Stafford has had some bad, bad receiving cores, and he's made do. Like, you know, that's the thing about Matthew Stafford that I will give him credit for. The man has not always been put in the, the best position, especially with the Lions. He's been put in some pretty bad positions, I'm not going to lie. But he's still found a way to get the job done and still found a way to make the team and the squad better. So that's why I will say Matthew Stafford, man, he might ball out the season. Like the, the the Rams could be a Super Bowl contender, and again, they're bringing back that defense, and that defense is is ridiculous, top five, and in my opinion, they're number one. Um, they were last year, as they should, because the the way they were balling out was insane. But Matthew Stafford, much better receiving core, much better defense. That means he can afford to make more mistakes. If we're being quite honest, you know, on on the Lions, his whole career he's kind of had to be perfect because the Lions have never put a really great defense around him. I think he's maybe had a top ten defense, I believe, maybe once in his career, might have been top fifteen defense, maybe once in his career, which is so bad in and of itself. But, um, yeah, you're giving Matthew Stafford basically a top five, top three defense and a better receiving core. And Sean McVay, who's an offensive genius, um, that could potentially be very, very scary for the league. So watch out for the Rams next season. Um, Now, let's look at Jared Goff's team. The Lions, like, let, let's really look at them and see. I can't lie, Jared Goff, I feel bad for you, Bido. I'm not going to lie. I really do feel bad for you because you're getting a team that's quite honestly a wreck. Like, the Lions are always a wreck, but they're just, yeah. They're, like, the team went 5-11. and 11. The whole um, Matt Patricia thing didn't work out. 
Like you get you got a bunch of receivers who guys don't really know about. You got Kenny Galladay. People should know about him. Muhammad Sanu doesn't really play no more. Marvin Jones Jr. Young. He's okay. Danny Amendola washed. Uh, tight end is D, D, TJ Hawkinson. How many people really know about him? And their backup is Jesse James. Jesse James. A lot more people I would argue know about him than TJ Hawkinson. Um, you got an offensive line that's pretty. Pretty awful. I'm not gonna lie. Uh, Matthew Stafford can tell you a lot about that. Um, and yeah, your receiving core is slightly above average, I guess. If I'm being nice today, your defense is a wreck. Your defense is atrocious. The only uh, bright spot of your defense is honestly like where do I? Uh, what player do I want to be nice to today? I guess Jeff Akuda because he's young and he's supposed to be a stud at the cornerback position. And we'll see. He's supposed to be the shutdown corner. But everybody else is kind of like, uh, like Jamie Collins, Trey Flowers, Deron Harmon, like Christian Jones, like Desmond Trufant. Like these guys are like, eh. Most of them are has-beens. I'm not going to lie. This team is pretty washed. This team is not good. And Jared Goff, good luck to you because it might be in a dismal, abysmal season, excuse me, for you um, over there in Detroit, man. Like, yeah, you definitely lost this trade. You went to a much worse situation. So if I'm looking at um, the three QBs I mentioned in terms of Carson Wentz, Jared Goff, and Matthew Stafford. I'm not going to lie. Matthew Stafford got that. He's going, like I said, he's going to the best situation. Jared Goff is probably going to the worst situation. And Carson Wentz is going to what I would say is an above average uh, situation. Nothing to be crazy about. But also, you know, you look at it, you say, all right, it's better than Philly. You know, the Colts are better than Philly, but we'll see if if he can get them back to the playoffs. Like I said, I, I don't fully know if Carson Wentz is really that dude anymore. Like, I'm still skeptical about those things. So we'll have to see how that works out. Now we're going to shift gears one last time as we wrap up the show. Um, So it kind of came out in some breaking news that I feel like nobody's really talking about. Um, today, a bill was introduced in Congress which would allow college athletes to sign endorsement deals, hire representation, and, and basically get paid and, and, you know, live like an athlete. Um, that's huge. And I feel like no one's talking about it because, again, for years, the NCAA has gotten away. And I know I'm not going to get ahead of myself. It's just a bill. It's not it's not a law. It's not final. It's just a bill. But the fact that it's even a bill is a huge deal to me because, again, like I was saying, for years, the NCAA has gotten away with robbing college athletes of millions on millions of dollars. I truly believe that. I truly believe athletes should get paid. I don't care what you, what school you go to. I don't care what division you're in. I think if you make money for the school, you should be able to profit off of some of that money, especially if your name is on the back of your jersey. If someone is selling your name, you should be paid for it. 
It's ridiculous to think that Zion, Zion made Duke almost half a billion dollars in merch, TV, and just views, and he touched none of it. Now, yes, I don't really feel too bad for Zion because we all knew he was finna get paid one day in the NBA anyway. But I'm just saying, for years the NCAA has robbed its students, its student athletes of so much bread. So much bread. Like, it's ridiculous. Pay these athletes. It's time. It's time we pay them. Like, it's time to get rid of this whole notion that, you know, student athlete and, you know, it's it's, it's messing with the integrity of the game and kids are going to start doing it for the money and da da da. Like, come on, bro. Come on, bro. If you're making millions of dollars, just let those kids touch some of it. I'm not saying you got to pay, you know, a a five-star recruit that goes to Duke. I'm not saying you pay him, you know, a six-figure paycheck. But I am saying if if you're someone that is bringing in lots of money to that school and helps them profit, you should definitely get paid. And again, every athlete should be able to endorse themselves because I'm gonna be honest with you, man. In college, being able to have Zion in a commercial, Beautiful. Like that. I'm telling you, it's a win win situation. Now, yes, obviously, the college would actually have to pay them and, you know, stuff like that and have to allow them to have endorsements. But it's time to get rid of this old way of you go there to learn and play sports. And that's it. And everything outside of that in terms of finances, you don't ever worry about and you mind your business. Like it's time to get rid of that mindset and get into a new mindset. Like it's a new day. We're in 2021. Pay these athletes. These athletes deserve to be paid. You're making millions, if not billions of dollars off them every single year and you tell me they can't touch a dime of that and why and why you know what i'm saying like really what is the real reason because people are going to be like oh well then that it you know it turns into professional job it's no longer you're no longer a student athlete when there's money involved like so what pay these athletes like i'm very passionate about this because i just think that these athletes out here are getting robbed of millions if not trillions excuse me not trillions millions if not billions of dollars that they could have had in their pockets again i'm not saying you give these kids millions of dollars but i'm saying if they want to go sign an endorsement deal let these kids go sign one let them Half of these kids come from nothing, come from the mud, and they're just trying to make it to the NBA so they can provide for their family. Like, these kids, yes, they have dreams, but they also have financial responsibilities. And they also have people in their family that need help. So let these kids go out there and make money. If there's a company that wants to recruit them, endorse them, and promote them, let them promote themselves. Because at the end of the day... You should be allowed to do that. Like, as a student, you're supposed to also promote yourself, even if it doesn't inquire money. You're supposed to promote yourself. Like, it's a part of learning. That's a part of going to college. You literally go to promote yourself. That's why you build a resume. What do you think building a resume is? It's literally promoting yourself, saying, look at me. This is what I can do for you. And these athletes have done that. They say, look at me. Like, again, I'm going to keep going with the Zion example. Look at me. I can dunk. I'm extremely athletic. I'm going to be the number one overall pick. If you put me on your roster, if you recruit me to your school, if you bring me in, I will put seats. I will put butts in seats and I will make sure that jersey, my jersey is flying off your shelf based on my play. All you have to do is give me just a small portion of it. 
and let me go get my endorsements. That's it. That's all I'm saying. It's just pay these athletes. They deserve it. But all right, y'all, I'm about to wrap up here. Thank y'all for tuning in to the Speak My Peace podcast. I am your host once again, Reese Trotman. I hope you all are safe. Take care of yourselves. Be safe out there. I hope you all stay COVID free. And until next week, you all take care. And this is Reese Trotman again signing off. Thank you for listening to the Speak My Peace podcast.